Hi again, everybody. We welcome you into ESP Media Coverage, Molar Fighting Crusader Athletics. We are talking Molar Lacrosse, our weekly podcast with head coach Sean McGinnis. And we are postseason edition now. We have made our way through and postseason has begun. And Sean, we'll, we'll kind of recap since everything that's happened since we last talked. First off, how are you? Yeah. I'm, I'm doing well. I uh, I like those golfers. You know, yeah. listening to those guys got me a little psyched up for some <laughs> summer golf. I'm kind of jealous about it and, you know, all, well, all that. And their, well, let's their not scores. push the envelope yet. No, that, that's down the road. We don't want to play golf yet, not you know. Yet, yeah. But, uh, no, it's great. I mean, it's it's just so great to, to run into, you know, all the coaches and, and athletes at Moeller, you know, doing these podcasts. And it's a lot yeah. of fun to, to listen uh, in on all the other sports, too. So that's good. And I mean, for me, it's great just to meet all, to meet all the young kids. Since my son yeah. graduated a few years ago, I don't get to see him as, as much unless I'm actually at the games. And even then, you're not really getting a chance to to interact with them. But what Sean's talking about was we just uh, finished up a, a golf podcast as well, and the the Moeller golf team will get their thing started in the fall with Dan Dunlap. So we talk other sports around here. But it's always fun. And yeah, so no, it's, it was good. You know, coming off of last night, it's a it's a good day. A lot of uh, you know positive things to take, and uh, looking at practices, uh, uh, the things we want to accomplish these next two days. Uh, you know, the 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 making of a practice plan is pretty exciting because you sure. know, like, okay, we're going to do these five things, uh, and we know we do these five things, we're going to do them well, and we're going to get these guys focused and ready for the next game. So, it, you know, the playoffs is. Um, I, it's it's a great time. I mean, you know, it's a pressure cooker, but uh, you know, it's a great opportunity to really just hone in and get really, really focused. And you know, talking to Noah Gibby, our assistant, yesterday, we we're kind of you know laughing. It's like you know, Jesus, like we 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 talk to our guys about six games in six games in May, and it's like. Uh, you know, why is it that our guys all of a sudden just flip a switch and start, you know, <laughs> being really focused and the way they're playing and their intensity and, uh, you know, how they're flying around and, and stuff like, and the execution of their offense and defense. So, uh, you know, I think the guys are ready to get out, uh, get back to practice this afternoon and, and keep going. The answer is they're 15, 16, 17, right. 18 year right. old kids. Right. But it's easier said than done. I mean, let's, well, let's go back. Let's talk a little bit about, since we last talked about a week ago, you had the MSLCA. The tournament that was up in Columbus now yep. at, at Obets. First off, explain what that. What do all those letters mean? The, the Alphabet Soup <laughs> yeah. tournament there that you played. So in. it's called the Midwest Scholastic Lacrosse Coaches Association, and this was uh, born out of. Um, Necessity, really, in in the late 1970s and 80s, uh, you know, started with your your programs like Worthington, not the two Worthingtons, but Worthington, Just, yeah. Arlington, uh, Dublin came along, and then there was Dublin Kaufman, um, and then as they started to split, uh, I think Dublin. Dublin actually left after they started to split and, and things like that. You had Brother Rice in Michigan. You had the western side of uh, Pittsburgh. So you had Swickley Academy, you had Shadyside, Kitsky. You've got Mount Lebo uh, and uh, some other uh, uh, public schools. And then you had Moeller and St. X joined. Moeller's uh, joined, I think, their first year as a high school lacrosse program. They were in it. And, uh, and then when St. X uh, came on board with a high school program, they joined too. So basically is it, it covered a region of the Midwest uh, and it brought high schools together at the end of the year 
to compete for basically a Midwest championship. So it was a real true Midwest championship back then because there wasn't enough uh, to play state titles in those respective states. Uh, As it grew, uh, added a few more teams. It's always been around 16 teams. Uh, I think it really hit its peak around uh, the mid-1990s, early 2000. Uh, You saw some great lacrosse. Um, You saw a lot of parity and a lot of close games. Uh, And um, the best thing is, as the, the schools started to have their own state championship. The states started to have their own state championships. It, it almost became more of a recruiting tool or something, you know, for recruiting because the for college colleges. for colleges yeah. because um, it has this has it had a reputation and it has a history of I mean big time names coming out and watching it because there was this there's this gap between. Um, the the national championship games and the playoffs for a college, and then that weekend, which was the first or wow. second weekend, usually it's the first weekend in May. So what happened is, as college lacrosse grows, and now there's um, more conference championships and things like that, there a lot of the local guys still come out and watch. Like we had. Um, Kenyon on the sideline. We had Furman that came up from uh, South Carolina. We had Cleveland State on the sideline. Um, all the, the Central Ohio Division three schools and a lot of the other Ohio. We had Wittenberg. Um, I think it was Ohio Wesleyan was there. Uh, Ohio Northern. So, I mean, it's still a great opportunity to pull, kit, pull programs together, pull across together from these regions and kind of still play uh, into like a little tournament format right before the everyone respectively goes back to their state for the state playoffs. And it's Pretty significantly good level of, of lacrosse oh, yeah. too. Yeah. So I mean, it I mean, really is getting you ready for postseason. And then the other thing, yeah. So the other, so the other part of this is that um, the first four teams play in the A bracket, and the second four teams that are ranked play in the B bracket. So the first four ranked, you're yeah, that's an A bracket. We played in last year. Muller's won it, uh, I believe, twice in '92 and '93. Uh, and then, uh, then there's the B bracket, which we just missed by like a vote or two this year. Right. We were in the ninth ranked, and someone bumped us for the eighth. Uh, and so then we played in the, they call the constellation bracket. So what they do is they take uh, the last eight teams and kind of look at say, okay, who have they played? What's their record? Uh, and try and match up teams. And I'll tell you, I mean, we ha- we played some real tough teams. I mean, I mean, consolation or not, I mean, still we're playing some level. pretty skilled teams, right, you right. know. So, uh, and I think that just that, that uh, is kind of what we've been doing all year long. We're not shying away from hard competition. It's making us better. Absolutely. So the the two teams that you played, University School Friday. They got to go through a little, uh, yeah, little turmoil, I guess, just getting to little, there. Yeah, a little, little excitement, little, little drama. But uh, their bus got in a little bit of a, a, a wreck um, coming down seventy one, just outside of Columbus. I guess the the right side of the bus got clipped by a truck, Oof. and as they kind of managed that, the left side got clipped by like another truck. So both uh, side mirrors were bent and broken. So, you know, we get the phone call. We we get we literally get to, to Obet's field and they're like, Hey, this is what's going on. So we gotta scramble to kinda to to kinda get our game in and, and kinda come up with a different scenario. Uh so uh so university school got there around uh five fifteen, five thirty, a little bit after five thirty. So we we had to wait. Our three thirty game was postponed to after the five thirty game. So we had a long time to wait, and that makes you a little nervous as a coach. Oh, yeah. You know, you, we know that this is a good team, um, and it's a little nervous, and you're kind of thinking in the back of your head, okay, these guys are stuck at a truck stop on seventy one, <laughs> you know, waiting for you know a re, you know a repair bus or something to come get them, and uh, you know, so uh, 
I thought that we we kind of we didn't come out flat in the first quarter. We kind of more like you know you kind of come out and just kind of feel things out for the first quarter. I mean we played fairly well. I think we were down a goal at halftime. Three half two. Uh, yeah, then it was so, uh, tied up at half. Tied up at six, half. Yeah, um, six six at half. You know, and I, and I like I like the fact that you know when we've been down a goal or we've been tied or even up a goal. A lot of the games this year, you know, our guys have the ability to say, okay, there's 24 minutes left, and this is what we have to do to win. And in the hard games, you know, the games we lost by a goal, you know, one goal or an overtime, well, we just didn't get the job done, but we played better the second half. And that's what you're looking for. You know, those first 12 minutes, if, you know, things aren't going your way and you make the adjustments at halftime, take a quick breath. And you play better the second half. That's what you're looking for out of a team. So um, went in, played pretty well second half. I, they had some really good talent. Ivan Anderson did really well at the faceoff X for us. Uh, got us some um, key uh, possessions on a faceoff. Uh, and we come out victorious, and it was good. It was uh, four. To, you were down uh, two goals after three, so you had to mount yeah, the comeback. Come back a little bit, and and it went right down to the wire too. So yeah, had, yeah. Another I mean, one of those games. You know, Dylan Warner and Brendan came up big again. Um, did really well for us. And Lane Miller has just been so consistent all year long. T.J. Miller had a couple good goals, I think. Uh, um, T.J. Rotello, had yeah, or two. T.J. Excuse me, yeah. T.J. Rotello. Um, you know, so it's nice. And again, what's great about our offense too? It's you know, you come up against one of these one or two teams where it's like all right number 10 and number five are your are the guys you know so you, you got to kind of figure out how to stop that and maybe stop the production of the offense but for us i mean you got to worry about a bunch of guys so you know so some weird. of our guys may have an off day but it doesn't mean that everyone has an off day because someone else is coming in and getting the job done Cole grillio again another guy that's been really consistent all year long you know he gets the goal and what's great about cole is he's getting us the goals when we need them you know, he gets the goal that sparks the team. He gets the goal that, like, gets us to go up by a goal or two. And, you know, it's just great senior leadership. You mentioned Lane Miller, and, and he had one assist in that game. But where he was strong on the ground balls, oh, man. five ground balls, caused a couple yeah. turnovers. I mean, you, the, the best part about his game is how tough he is. I mean, he is a tough guy. Um, I You know, if – if you come and watch lacrosse and 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 just don't know anything about Moeller and you say, okay, I want you to pick out, you know, the best guy on Moeller, you know, you're going to see some guys that can shoot the heck out of the ball. You're going to see some guys that can play good defense, but you will constantly see number six all over the field. You'll see him go down and get a ground ball. You'll see him, you know, get out of a scrum with a ground ball. You'll see him play offense, play defense, play transition. I mean, we have other guys like that too, but I mean. I mean that that guy is just all head, heart, and hustle as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so. and the the offensive numbers might not show up there, but the coaches know when you get the big well, ground yeah, ball. Or the yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he's still a sophomore, and I mean, he does really well for us offensively. But um, I mean, the stat that you don't see is the hustle stat, and right. I mean, he he wins it every day. <laughs> and you know that though. I mean, as a coach, you'll know. When you see it, and again, it might not show up on the yeah. stat sheet, but if you go back and watch the video, or yep. the coaches know, so that's for <laughs> sure. So you get the big win, 13-12, to 12, comes right down to the wire. You get the win over university school. And then, because it was such a delayed game, you had a very short turnaround. Yeah, we had a very short turnaround. I mean, we thought we were going to play at 3.30. We thought we'd get dinner. We even go to a movie as a team on Friday and you know, kind of relax. And, I mean, the guys ate dinner and went to bed. 9 o'clock you know? game the next morning. Yeah, and then you know, you look at it, you look at kind of like the similarities of 2017. In 2017, Justin Miller has a little, you know, 
you know, brother. you know, we have a little bus drama with with, with that kind of as he got sick on the bus ride oh, up right. and yeah. all that other stuff. That. And then we just get off the bus and go play. <laughs> and then the next day we turn around and played Shady Side up there. And that game in seventeen, um, you just heard a lot of yelling and screaming. Like I think. Our guys kind of like started cheering, and the our, like shady side might have started mocking them. Oh, and then our guys got louder, then they got louder, then they got and and everyone like you because you have two fields back to back, so everyone just stops and like, what's going on? Like what? Like what? Like what's all this yelling? It's a Cincinnati right? Pittsburgh, right? Going right? On, yeah, so. right. So <laughs> and so, um, so Sunday or Saturday comes around, you know, and same thing. <laughs> I mean, our guys break out the huddle, they're yelling, and they get the line drills, and they kind of still chattering. And you can kind of hear them break out of their huddle, and they tried to get louder. So then our guys got louder, and there's like this, like minute and a half of nothing but yelling from both sides of the field. So <laughs> it was good. We and again we came out. Um, you know we had to we had to play good defense because you know they had a couple guys offensively that. Um, you know, we had to make sure we matched up and did the right thing. They had a, a big defender um, that was all over the field, just like Friday night, you know, in university school. They had a, a guy that just a big defender played all over the field. So, yeah, I mean, we did things, uh, um, you know, we played pretty well. Uh, and I think that, you know, we, we started to pull away there in the second half. Um, and, again, Ivan, Ivan that day, Ivan was, I think, 14 for 17 on faceoffs. Uh, I don't think he lost more than three. Yeah, let me go back here and uh, look through it. But, uh, I mean, he he did phenomenally well. Um, Brendan Sigurdsson, again, I think he got 12 four. 12 16. Yeah, I yeah. mean, 12 16. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he did really well. And Brendan and, uh, and again, just some of our other guys scoring. Uh, it's It's been good. I mean, these latter part, these, these games later on in the season, we're starting to see the young guys come up now. We're starting to see Brendan Gary score a goal or two a game. Yeah. We're starting to see Danny Dunlop on the field um, and Nolan uh, – Nolan Malone and, and things like that. So uh, we're getting offensive production from a lot of other guys. And we made a switch. Coach Clark made a switch uh, Friday afternoon and into Saturday where we put Conlon O'Brien back up on uh, on uh, the LSM, so playing okay. long stick midi. Yep. I mean, and that's just – that's pretty dynamic, I think, because he made a play. He made an open field play that was amazing for a kid who's just like six foot six and 200-some pounds. I mean, Denison football is going to love this, but uh. I mean, he he picked up a ground ball. You know, he kind of picks it up from the back end of like the scrum. He, so he runs on the outside of the field. He comes down a, uh, a um, shady side defender, kind of moves upfield, and he literally juked this kid once and flies down the field for you know a shot on cage and just missed it. I think uh. he just went over the cage. Um, but that that change helped us a little bit. Jack uh, Jackson Garrett, freshman, he's doing extremely well, and we're and we're always anchored defensively by uh, by Titus and uh, Dahmeyer. But uh, I, the other guy defensively, I think that has really played exceptionally well these last two weeks is uh, Ian Ellis. I mean, he is coming on strong, and that's what you need for the playoffs. Yeah. Well, and I think you knew. I mean, as as you have given him more consistent playing time now, yeah. and and he's kind of been the man. At, in that, yeah. So I mean, he, he's got to be feeling comfortable there now, too. Definitely. I mean, and I think from from my perspective, uh, you know, when a goalie can make the first save, a really good shot, like it's an open, like the guy, it's a defensive breakdown, the guy's wide open, and he makes that save, or a doorstop save, or a doorstop save. Right. I think 
those scenarios play pretty well in, in building confidence throughout a game, and, and Ian has done that for us. So it's been great. That's exciting as you head into the postseason. So, well, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the, the OHSAA tournament that got started last night. One thing that did take place, though, over the, the weekend up in Columbus, the MSLCA, is the, the number of points that Brendan Segurza yeah. put up. Yeah. He put up five on Friday, seven on Saturday, and now he's etched himself up at the top it, of the record. It's book. really cool. I mean, I was you know looking at this uh, over the weekend, you know, to have been there six years now and to have two guys that, that has been a part of the program that I've been a part of um, be in the record books with Corey Lockwood. Uh, I think he's got he's up there in goals or points. I think at four, you know, Brendan now is the all time assist leader, um, which is amazing, and that just shows to, that shows you that he's a selfless. Yes, you know, he yeah. wants to dish the ball first before scoring, uh, and now he's over three hundred points, so he broke a record there. I think he's only the second Moeller player yeah. to score three hundred points in history, uh, and then you know he's third in points, I think second in goals. So. Uh, you know he's uh, he's at his legacy for a lot of kids sure. to follow. I know we got a lot of junior crusaders that look up to him, and you know probably going to gun for those numbers down the road. But you <laughs> know it, it's been great, and we just hope uh, you know Brennan gets a couple more accolades here as the end of the season rolls around. And with that, uh, the, the OHSAA playoffs got started last night against Lakota East. We're going to take a break, come back and talk about that, and also kind of review JVA and JVB. Not that we're looking to the future, but. That's where the future is at. So we'll find out how those teams did as they kind of wound things down and what's next up for Moeller Lacrosse as uh, onward to Game 2. We'll talk about all that coming up here. And again, a reminder, Total Wealth Planning, our sponsor for our podcast. Appreciate them. Rob Lemons and is who you want to give a call to at Total Wealth Planning, 513-984-6696. Or check them out on the web at TWP. That's Total Wealth Planning. TWPteam.com. More coming up with Moeller Lacrosse Coach Sean McGinnis. I'm Greg Ordell on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Total Wealth Planning can partner, guide, and educate your family holistically on your financial goals and pursuits. Your dreams are better achieved with a trusted fiduciary like Rob Lemons and his team. Contact Rob today at 513-984-6696. That's 513-984-6696 or on the web at TWPteam.com. Total Wealth Planning. Back on our Muller Lacrosse podcast on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. We are postseason edition as we wound uh, things up in the last segment talking about the MSLCA. That gives way into the the state tournament, the OHSAA third year now for the, being a sanctioned yep. sports in, uh, I guess, for the OHSAA, and got things started as we record this on Wednesday the fifteenth. You played last night, Tuesday the fourteenth against Lakota East. Obviously, Lakota East in sports all the way around, very strong, it's a huge school district, lots and lots of players, and last night you had a, a pretty good night against. Yeah, them. you know, coming in. You know, you're the fifth seed, and, and, you know, you look at the bracket, and, you know, people are gunning for you. So, you know, those first couple minutes uh, is pretty critical. And, I mean, I think they got the first face off, but then, uh, you know, we went down and scored. And uh, then after that, we just kind of kept going. And, uh, you know, you don't want – you want to have a good game. I mean, I'm not speaking for other coaches, but, you know, myself and our staff, we kind of talk about this. And, like, we want a good game. We want to be tested a little bit. 
Um, and though the game was 18 to two, got a lot of guys in. Um, you know, again, these sophomores are coming up. I mean, there's a couple. You saw the future. The last quarter, you saw the future of Molo oh, across yeah. with these sophomores in there. Um, but you know, I told the I told the uh, team afterwards. It's like 18 to two. You still can take a lot of a lot of things away from it. The things we were doing in between the boxes with transition, though we got to get better. You know, it was there and it hasn't been there in a while. You right. know, our offense, the ball movement that we keep preaching about in practice and keep trying to get our guys to to do was there last night. Our defense and the way we communicated and the way we got ground balls and were aggressive to get out on their hands, it was there last night. So regardless of an 18-2 to two game or 12 nothing at halftime, we could take that away and show our guys. Like the stuff we've been asking you to do, it's, it's coming to fruition now. And if you keep doing that at a high level, you know, good things are going to follow. You talked about it uh, in the last segment about maybe that, that light switching on or, or, or coming on. Do, is it unspoken at this point now because a loss and it's over? I mean, yeah. It's done I, with. It, so. You know, I mean, we talk about, um, you know, win in advance. You know, we kind of try to put it out there and, and let guys know. I mean, they know we don't want to have any, like, undue pressure. Uh, but, you know, they know. They know that right. – um, if they're not giving their best, it, you know, it could be their last. And so we talk about best efforts. We talk about brotherhood, you know, the speech that we, we've been meeting uh, for about 30 minutes um, before a game. And I, I kind of talk for about 15 minutes. And usually it's, it's, some, it's a word or something like that. Um, and then we have our seniors get up and do four of the brotherhood speeches. And, you know, Dylan Warner got up last night. I mean, it was, it was comical, but it was totally him. <laughs> But it, it sets the mood. It set a set a level of confidence and calmness in these guys, you know. And then I talked about attitude and the type of attitude you need in in, in the postseason. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, they know what's out there. They know you know the type of level of lacrosse they have to play to to win six games. Um, but the biggest thing is you know getting better every day and getting better every practice and elevating for the next game. So. So eighteen to two, the the win last night. You mentioned some of the maybe names in the future. Uh, let's see, looking through Zach Windling had, a, yeah. had his, uh, his third goal of the year. Uh, Zach Bedwell, he scored a few times. He but did. He's getting a lot more yeah. time. Zach, um, I mean, like the, the one play was great where Danny Dunlop gets a ground ball as a defensive midi and just flies up field, and you know. Uh, a pass or two later, he gives it up to Nolan Malone, who who scores. And I mean, that's that's what you're asking for. You know, Matt Smoya did a great job defensively for us, coming in and you know cleared the ball very well. We got all three goalies in, so it's a game where you know uh, you know for some you know as the season rolls on and as the playoff games get tougher, you know they might not get to see it, they might not get to see the field. But right. uh, last night was an opportunity for everyone to put out everything they've done since. February 18th, you know, they've been able to put everything together for that, you know, couple minutes or a couple quarters last night. And it was just great to see the attitude and the atmosphere was really great. That's exciting to see. I also see uh, Blake Gillis get a goal last night. Yeah, yeah, he's been, we've been, you know, giving him a little rain the last, it started this weekend. You know, we he's kind of playing the cat and mouse game when it comes to, you know, defensive midi. So when you're on a face-off, um, and he's our guy, he's our wing guy on the faceoff, and he's a D midi. So you go down on the offense, you know, so he'll casually kind of run to the box, and then he may turn, break, and go right back. 
uh, to the field and, you know, maybe we catch them subbing. So now it's a six on five situation. So he was doing that a lot over the weekend and it was, it was good. It was even a little comical at first and, you know, and we were kind of like, yeah, you know, you've earned that, you know, so, so just make sure you do it when the time is right. right responsibility. And, yeah. uh, he got, uh, he got an, an, a clearing pass situation from a defenseman. So he's like middle of the field and he comes down on a fast break situation and no one picked him up. I mean, he could walk in and shake hands with the goalie. And he walked in at about 10 yards and just hit the corner, and it was awesome. I mean, everyone erupted. He gave me a nice little, I don't know really know what it was, but he gave some type of celly, (laughs) something, I don't know, big punch, arm punch, I don't know what it's called. But, I mean, the kids behind us were laughing and having a great time. And, you know, know, he's a well-liked, you know, um, player, and the fans were, were yelling his name, and, you know, mom and dad were happy, so... It's good. It's good for him to get another goal, and we hope he gets another one here on Friday. Yeah, that would be huge. Uh, 18-2 to the win to advance on to play Springboro. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a second. Before we do that, I yeah. uh, want to go back and let, let's kind of catch up and, and – recap i guess it is with the the seasons being over now the uh, jva and jvb and and what they accomplished what their i guess their goals are as they are trying to to build themselves and ready for a future maybe yeah. next season well I, I look at it this way you know with our jv and our jvs where is really where our program's at you know we have i think 25 27 sophomores we had about 24 25 freshmen these are this, huge numbers yeah now for the program. these incoming classes current eighth graders i mean there's 20 junior crusaders there's probably another 10 coming from other you know areas other middle schools so we're getting big numbers now so our jv team was comprised of the best sophomores and the best freshmen so those guys are down there trying to get themselves to another level for next year uh so uh they played really well they they did some great things um they're very athletic they know the game pretty well our head coach down there ryan aloisio does an amazing job uh, along with tommy farrow and uh tony lips and all the other assistant coaches I mean, those guys are working on, not only are they working on the skill set that needs to get better, they're working on becoming a good team because they know, like, this is the next big group. Right, right. You know, and the fact that there's not, um, there's not a lot of uh, spots to fill next year for varsity, that this group is going to be playing together for quite some time. You know, for the next couple of years, they're going to they're gonna be all intact. They may not. Some guys go up to varsity. Some guys stay down JV. I mean, it's like... I mean, it's a big clump of guys right now, and it's the same thing at the freshman level. So, you know, I just think that I've watched a handful of games, and I just thought that, man, these guys are really athletic. We're going to work with them in the offseason when we right. go to team camp. Uh, team camp has a different kind of attitude and a different philosophy this year. We're going out to Notre Dame. So uh, I just think that uh, as these athletes continue to get better, they're going to play football or play some other sports. They're going to get going and uh, – I mean, I see, I see the molar lacrosse uh, that that you've been watching. I think right. you're going to start seeing it become very athletic, very quick paced. You know, based on the offensive guys you see in the defense, you're just going to see very big physical defenders. Well, I, that's exciting to to know that the level of success that that has been come to have been expected at the varsity level yeah. is going to continue because this is where well, it, it begins at. You know, and one more thing too. You know, I said it last week because uh, a junior that was down there playing Zach Sense and he had you know a little medical health issue that he had to get some surgery for and he's been battling it for a while i mean these i mean when you look at these sophomores that you know and freshmen who just basically like adopted him as the leader and like kind of just said you know 
we're doing this for him. You know, the one thing we talk about is servant leadership in our program. And these guys got it without talking about it very little. I mean, these guys were, were serving Zach by playing as hard as they could. They were serving Zach for practicing as hard as they could. And, I mean, they could have been 0 and 12. But by doing that, that's why they're successful. And by doing that, that's why we're going to be successful over these next few years. They figured out the team component of, of this game. And that's such a huge part in our program, this brotherhood we talk about. You know, it's bonds for life. And, you know, they're going to remember that. Zach's going to remember that for his, the rest of his life. And, I mean, these guys are going to be doing things like that for the rest of their life now when they they see someone needs help because they got that experience in high school. Yeah. So I'm just so proud of that, you know. The, it's, the it's life cool. lessons that, that sports provides, I, we've talked about it. Yeah. Every coach I ever talked to. You get it. You know it. You understand. Yep. That's why you're you're helping to not only coach but teach these kids too. Yeah. And, yep. and there is life lessons involved there. Well, JVA eleven three and one, so they had quite a bit of success. And then uh, JVB, they also up above five hundred as well. So. Yeah. It, you know, JVB is. Um, you know, we had freshmen, sophomores, and first year players, and uh, you know, I give them a lot of credit because. Um, a lot of practices, not a lot of games. I yeah. mean, and, and they played a lot of games, but they were so spread out just because of scheduling and, and things like that. And, you know, as the sport grows, it's still difficult to have all freshman teams for the sport. So, right, right. you know, we have to play a freshman team here and there. We have to play a, a JV team of a newer program or like with Loveland, we played their JV team twice. So, uh, but the guys worked really hard and they, they practice, uh, and learned along the way. They got better along the way. They started out a little slow. You know, you had, uh, uh, Griffin Ziegler in there. He's never played goalie before. We had a situation where we needed a goalie, and he stepped up and played goalie. Um, you know, we've got some great young talent down there that, uh, you know, with, with getting a little better and uh, and working a little harder, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna be able to kind of continue that success as they get on through high school. Uh, and again. In life, too. In so, life, yeah. yeah. That is very good. So, Well, congrats to, to the JVA, JVB, and all that, that they did in, in supporting varsity level, and, and it's all bit one big brotherhood. Yep. So great seasons. Congratulations, and, and look forward to seeing what they'll accomplish next year. Uh, yep. That's very, very exciting. Not done yet, though, because we, we talked about <laughs> the 18-2 yep. win, the uh, the win over Lakota East on Tuesday night. Friday, you go into the uh, district's finals, regional, quarterfinals, yeah. whatever. yeah. Whatever level they want to call it. I don't know. My dad was asking me, it's like, no, what? what?" And I'm like, well, that's the first round. It's not playoff. It's not like a play-in round, but it's like a regional competition. And so, you know, next Friday would be uh, be the regional quarterfinals. Quarterfinals. So, so, and and that part of it is the amount of teams that are participating and where we're at. But whatever it's called, the next round, we'll pitch you against a team a little seated just a tad bit higher than you do. So it's going to be a test at Springboro coming up on Friday. Yeah, you know, again – you know, looking like two years ago, you know, exactly. we got to go back up there. And uh, they're a well-coached team uh, from Stefan Schroeder, and they've got a lot of athletes from what we see on film. Uh, they've got guys that uh, are very good Dodgers and shooters. Uh, so, you know, we're breaking the coaches are breaking the film down. You know, we we've kind of gotten to the point where it's, we focus on us. You know, during practice. Right. Game preparation, it's about us. You know, we'll tell you assignments. We'll tell you some things you need to know, uh, you know, going into the game day before, things like that. But for us as coaches, you know, we're looking at it and saying, 
what kind of wrinkle can we put here or there uh, in order to maybe be successful in this game. So uh, on film, they look pretty athletic. They look like they really like hunting for those ground balls. So I think at the end of the day, um, you know, that they're going to be a team that's going to come in and, and uh, want to kind of keep their season going just as well as us. I think it's uh, maybe one of the better matchups in this next round oh, for everyone. For sure. If you're yeah. looking, if you're a lacrosse fan and want to get out and see some lacrosse on a, on a Friday night in the spring, uh, I think it's, it's going to be a great opportunity to see that. Uh, but we're riding a wave of, of energy right now and focus that I think if we do the right things and we play the way we're coached and we play with kind of this tenacity that we had at Mason in these last few weeks, uh, you know, I feel like we're going to be moving on. I, it's, Obviously, a great, great test at this time of the year too. So, looking back, uh, they're thirteen and four on the season. Take yep. that for what it is. They're more kind of Dayton area, but they play a lot of some of the same teams. Yeah, they you play. play they play down X. here. Yeah, uh, they, they they lost at Saint X ten to four. Yeah, uh, I think if you go down their schedule, you look at our compare losses. Our losses, you know, we're, we're kind of losing. We've lost kind of against the 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 same types of teams. We've beat the same type of teams. So. Uh, you know, this is regardless of seeds. This is a pretty evenly matched, uh, right. y- you know, game, and uh, it really is just going to come down to uh, possessions. It really is. It's going to come down to you know how well our offense is is making decisions and and uh, us really fighting the ground ball battle. They lost to Marymount, St. X, and then also to Indian Hill. Yep. So the the Marymount loss was back in March. I don't know. If, Things have changed so yeah. much drastically for both teams, your team and, and theirs. And then their most recent loss was April 20th against Indian Hill. And so take that for what it is. They beat Fairfield rather handily yeah. to get their regional playoffs underway. Yeah, I mean, so. big, like I said, I mean, the, the one thing I look at is that where we are as a program or where we are as a team right now, we're consistently going up. You know, we've right. been doing that the last two weeks. You know, we hit a little bump there against Mason. But if you look at the last two weeks, well, that, that was only in the result, right? Not it was only the result, yeah. it's not, not, not the effort. Yeah, it's not necessarily the effort or what we did or how we played. You know, so we're trending up. You know, it's something With that, that I think we. Yeah. You know whether it's scheduling or whatnot, we tend to be going this way in the playoffs. And uh, you know, in the last six years, you know, for the most part, you know, give or take a year or two, you know, we really start to play our best lacrosse in May. So, yeah, it's going to be a great matchup on Friday night, and all the best of luck going up there. That is at their. Uh, it's uh, called Wade Field. Yeah, so the intermediate school. They, there, yeah, the intermediate so, school. So yep. it, at, uh, they call it Clear Creek Elementary Intermediate School. Yep. So but uh, the on the website, it's, there's directions there, the address, all that. Yep. That is right there. And let's go bigmo.com. Coach, we're going to get together again uh, next Definitely. week, and we'll talk about that, and hopefully continue to talk about the, the rest of the OHSA playoffs. So no doubt. All right. Good luck. Thank so, you, head coach Sean McGinnis, Moeller Lacrosse. Again, sponsored by Total Wealth Planning. Again, a big appreciation to uh, Rob Lemons. Call him at 513-984-6696. Total Wealth Planning on the web at TWP team.com. We'll talk to Sean coming up next week as we will recap the uh, the game against Springboro and hopefully a lot more. We appreciate you listening in again. As always, our Molar Lacrosse podcast here on ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports.